Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Barnacles, where a bunch of nerdy SpongeBob fans sit around and talk about SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> and if you hadn't picked up by this uh, blatant ripoff of the much better podcast, Critical Role, uh, we are talking about the fantasy, the medieval, the uh, wild episode of Dunces and Dragons from season four of SpongeBob. Um, as always, I'm Depp. 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 Whoa. What wow. the heck just happened? I rolled a nat one on that talking check. Um, that could be I, a blooper or we could leave that in. No, nah, I guess we got to leave it in because I included a role in that. Uh, I am Devin. I am always Devin. I'm never Depp. Uh, don't know who that is, but I'm Devin. I'm, I'm Jeff. Yeah, anybody, any of our fans that ship us, I guess they can call us that. But, uh, <laughs> I've never thought about that. That would make me a homewrecker. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. Run. Yeah. My wife is our most frequent guest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, who, who do we have on? Then? Boy, oh boy. We have returning guests. It, and it's been a while since she's been on. We just realized. Uh, Alex, introduce yourself. Howdy, y'all. I'm Alex out of Austin, Texas. And it's been a it's been a hot minute since I've been on. I think the last time was our uh, pre-hibernation extreme sports episode. So excited to be yes. back. Um, you know, Dev, it's okay because natural ones are always accompanied by natural 20s. It's just the law of average that's going to bounce out. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, and the I mean, reason why I was thinking that I that we've had Alex on more recently is because I see Alex on a computer screen every single week for our weekly sessions of Dungeons and Dragons. That's right, folks. I'm, I play Dungeons and Dragons. Alex plays Dungeons and Dragons. You know who else has played Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, yeah. Me? I, I have. So I'm not a regular, like, weekly part of it, but I have done some one-shots with y'all. Also, uh, one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode is because there was the recent movie, Dun Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, that was you know, really good, and uh, wanted to time it to that. You did like it, right, both of y'all? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. That was, I, I genuinely, it was one of those movies where I didn't have the highest of expectations, and then <laughs> it, because, you know, that'll happen, you know, we're doing yeah. a whatever kind of I didn't video gamey movie, and, I mean, the cast did a great job. They, it was funny. I'm, Devin, I'm sure you saw, like, all of the things that I saw where you would just start giggling about something that had Yep. No one else got like there. What's it smell like? Fresh cut grass. Ah. Fresh cut grass. <laughs> yep. Dungeons and Dragons is everywhere. It's it's amazing. And SpongeBob was ahead of the curve. You know, they they knew what was up. Yeah. So uh, because Devin is more experienced in Dungeons and Dragons, uh, I offered him the 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 critical role of this of the episode of doing the play by play. <laughs> that I, <laughs> inspiration which uh which um so the last time we did that devin insisted on calling the podcast barnacles with devin and jeff so yeah if uh, i'm gonna be the dungeon master of this episode i'm getting top billing yeah okay barnacles with death uh <laughs> <laughs> yo my initials first um yeah. so yeah let's let's jump right in um is that is that what else Matt says when he starts? Anyway, um, but we open up 
um, you know, we get the title card with the, the nice medieval music and we see SpongeBob and Patrick running down the hill so excited. It's almost time for the joust. And they arrive at a uh, medieval times looking castle with a moat. They've got guards um, posted up that are so excited to be there. They love their job so much. <laughs> um, and they pull up and there's a, a speaker box that says, you know, welcome to medieval moments. You're just 20 wizard spaces away from swords, sorcery, and bad hygiene. <laughs> and so they're very excited to get in. Yeah. Have y'all ever been to medieval times? Uh, both of you? I can never, I never went. I think the, there was one in a mall back in Georgia where right where, you know, forget which one it was, but always saw it, never went in. Yeah. Yes. I went, it was a while ago. It had to been like middle school, I think when I went and it was for my brother's birthday, my younger brother, um, who was just on, um, I don't remember why that was picked for his birthday, but it was just, you know, that's that's where we went. Um, and so it was a good time. I remember liking the food and liking the entertainment. But yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good. Yeah. The only time I went was actually in Alex's home state of Texas uh, when I went and visit my aunt and uncle. Uh, I remember she wanted to, like, get me knighted in front of everybody. And then her her son, my cousin, was like, I don't. I don't think that this middle school boy is going to want that. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, uh, but it's fun. But like uh, a few months ago, we went to uh, like, there's a pirate themed one in Pigeon Forge, like Pirate's Voyage that Dolly Parton owns. But uh, that one was, that one was really cool. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I, you know, like I said, it's been, you know, probably what, 15 years at least uh, since I went but I feel like I've been more recently because of the SNL sketch that came out a few years ago with Adam Driver. Yeah. I love that <laughs> sketch. The Medieval Times, if you have not seen that sketch, you need to check it out because Adam Driver plays, a, I don't know, a cast member of Medieval Times and he is committed. He is method acting. Yeah. And it's amazing. The Mongolian speaks the truth. <laughs> no. Let's <laughs> <that's> strike two. <laughs> it is so funny. His name was Brandon. Like it's it's amazing. Um, and then Keenan in the audience with his with his uh big old uh turkey leg and his baked potato. Bro man should have eat a baked potato with his hands. <laughs> I love that so yeah. much. Um, well, but SpongeBob and Patrick end up having a, a, a similar experience. Um, so they, they get through, it's not a portcullis. I, I just had this conversation. We were talking about the game last night. They, the drawbridge comes down. They go through the entrance. Mm -hmm. it's, it's castle talk, parts of the castle. They get in, one of the, uh, the guards greets them and talks in normal, modern English. And SpongeBob uh, corrects him like, you know, what you mean, righteth this wayeth? Then he thinks it's a blast. Uh, this guard is fed up. He tries to job. kill himself. He holds the spear <laughs> to his own neck. It's so dark. He doesn't go through with it, though. But. No, no. And he says, not today. Not today. So he finds one more day. Um, so they, they make their way to their seats. And the crowd is excited. There's a lot of people here. 
Um, and uh, the the they get some mutton, and and Patrick is so excited for this mutton tastic mutton. Yeah, I think this was the first time like seeing this episode as a kid that I'd ever heard of mutton. I was like, man, they're really emphasizing this mutton today. But yeah, I I see what's funny about this episode. And do y'all do y'all remember when this episode came out? I, I yeah, I, I do vaguely, but go yeah. ahead, Alex. I was saying, I definitely remember it. I just couldn't like. If you would ask me like four days ago, like Alex, do you remember the Dungeons and Dragons SpongeBob episode? I'd be like, uh, I, I probably I could stumble it together. Yeah, roll a history but, check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, does a seven succeed? No, no, you have no idea what this episode is. Uh, you're not even sure if you've ever watched SpongeBob. Um, so <laughs> but, negative mods. Negative mods. It's tough, man. Um, but I remember, I do remember when, like, like the promos for the episode, um, and like it being a big deal. And what's interesting about this one is like, it's a full, it's, it's like a full episode. It's not like 11 minute segment. It's the full episode. Um, and there's no patchy. So they fill an entire episode. They go the whole 22 minutes. Yeah. Just with the animated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so very impressive. Um, but uh, so they they continue the revelry, the excitement, the crowd is cheering, and the king and queen are are in their box. I don't know where the king and queen sit, but that's where they are. Um, and the queen wakes the king up. You have to uh, uh, announce the joust. So he he calls to the audience, exciting them for the joust. And then is and calls for two participants to to step in, and SpongeBob and Patrick are literally the only ones that are waving their hands. They're way too excited. It's like uh, I don't know about that. Also, I uh, one thing about that you can tell that this is a season four episode. I feel like is that the king and queen and the people that they interacted with on the way in are like 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 new designs for fish mm. characters but then the audience that they're in is just like the season one through three usual crusty crab patrons like you know so I, I that's one thing that's different is they have a bunch of new character designs but yeah not bad yeah, yeah. um the king when he started talking did his voice remind y'all of anything what does it remind it, you of? I feel like that's a leading question. It was is, it Tom right. Kenny or? Oh, well, no. It sounded yeah. like all these guy characters were Tom Kenny to me. I, <laughs> yeah. I See, it made me think of like from The Princess Bride. Like it it, it gave me that, like there's a lot of voices and, and characters and accents. Like this episode pulled from all different kinds of fantasy tropes. But I think this kinks reminded me a lot of... Um, uh, Billy Crystal is Miracle. That's it, Billy oh, Crystal. Thank have fun you. storming the castle. Yes, <laughs> that's that's who his voice reminded me of. Yeah, I wrote down uh, "Have fun storming the castle" later on in this episode, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Uh, so, SpongeBob and Patrick get picked, of course, out of everybody. Very convenient for the plot. Um, <laughs> so they're they're brought down to the arena. Um, and get fitted with pretty cool uh, medieval outfits, I'd say. I mean, Patrick's got on a, a, a tunic um, and a helmet, 
SpongeBob has basically medieval version of his regular clothes. I don't know how they already had that prepared. Uh, yeah, it was very convenient to the plot, as you said. That these two were picked for the costume reasons and everything. Just, <laughs> yes. I don't know how the the filmmakers got so lucky every time, you know. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they get uh, put on seahorses and prepared to joust. They they're not just watching. They think they're up. They're going to be up close to watch the joust. No, they are. They are participating in it. Um, yeah. And they these seahorses. What to do. These seahorses, they're, they're not mystery, you know, they, <laughs> they're not Debbie or any of them, you know. <laughs> yeah. And they were going to full on, and they full on joust too, like they give them the, the lances and they line them up. And I, just, I was like, oh my gosh, this insurance for medieval times yeah. has got to be wild. And it, like, they, they have, they get hurt. Yeah. They actually get hurt. This isn't yeah. a like, oh, you know, oh, don't worry, it's fake. And we're just they really hit hard. They get so uh, hard they get knocked to the 11th century. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, I really like the old lady that was in the audience as they were like getting ready to charge. And she was like, just so excited for the violence. Yeah. The bikini bottomites, there was. Because there's another, I think it's a season four episode where like Plankton sets up like a gladiatorial ring, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. crowd. Yeah. Then it's like one lady is like, I want to see some body parts. And Mr. Krabs goes, Mom. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they are very violent group of people. Um, but as Alex just said, they, they charge with each other. They slam in. Patrick goes flying because I guess SpongeBob won. Because he hits him, he hits he hits the shield, Patrick's shield, and Patrick goes flying. So I guess it means SpongeBob won. But then the his seahorse bucks SpongeBob off and he goes flying, and they go flying so far and so hard that they end up in the 11th century in medieval times. Mm -hmm. And as they're as they're sitting there trying to gather themselves, um, they are set upon by knights, actual knights. On actual seahorses, yeah. uh, and who think that they are witches because they have falleth from the sky. I don't know. I, I always get the confused where the e h e t h is supposed to go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Some of them didn't use it, but Plankton really laid on the 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 f. Yeah, but <laughs> but y'all, man. I mean. I guess is it a stereotype or are they just I don't, like everybody's a witch? Everybody's accused of witchcraft, aren't they? It's like, oh, we see two people we've never seen before. They must be witches. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah but they did actually see them fall from the sky. Sure, sure. So, I don't think those fancy flying machines had been invented just yet. Yeah. Um, so, they, they get taken away and thrown into the dungeon. Um, and up, up until this point, they are still still convinced that they're at medieval times. They think that it's it's all a part of the act, that they're really good actors. It's a really good stage, um, but they get thrown into an actual dungeon. There's no That's dragon true. yet. Because you need, yeah, if you're going to be a Dungeons and Dragons episode, you need two things. You need dungeons and you need dragons. Yeah, and, uh, yeah every so single session. Every yeah. single session of D&D &D has a dungeon and a dragon. Isn't that right, right Alex? Absolutely, absolutely. 
Yeah, that that guy that we fought last night was definitely a dragon in disguise, right? That, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. They can shape shift; it happens. Yeah. I I'm actually trying really hard right now to not turn this podcast episode into just recapping all the coolest things that have happened in our sessions. <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh man, I, I I'm geeking out over here. Um, and yeah, because Alex, you 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 put together some cool things. And so things that have like really made us like just have existential crises. Oh shucks! Oh shucks! <laughs> uh, but so they get thrown. They they're thrown into the dungeon. Um, still thinking it's all an act, and then they hear some music being played and turn and see that a jester uh, who is is just Squidward in in costume. Right, he's a part of the act. Um, but no, yeah. it, it 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 turns out he is not. Um, he's he's playing with playing his uh, medieval clarinet um, and becomes frustrated with it. Uh, curses his descendant, very specific descendant. They say, <laughs> great, 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 great grandson. <laughs> Curse tenfold. I think it was how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven greats. So Squidward. So Squidward. Yep. So, it's so now really, we know it, he's cursed. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's because <laughs> it's because of the curse of his no good clarinet playing great 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 grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they should have known that this was real. Is that Squidward would never commit to a bit like this. Like he would never. <laughs> he wouldn't be interested in the slightest. He would. He would be like the 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 guard employee that just was already over it didn't want to be yes he has squidward vibes it's i really i thought the same thing it's like in graveyard shift oh you would uh stand out on the busy intersection just to entertain me you must really (laughs) like me there are two problems with your theory one i hate you (laughs) yeah the only bit that i could think of him committing to is Try, what let's see opposite day he commits uh-huh. to that wholeheartedly yeah but that's with the purpose of getting rid of spongebob not yeah. to entertain spongebob no no never that uh he has a song if you want to if you want to sing it for us no <laughs> bro i i did not write enough of that down i'm not used to taking all of the notes so yeah. i was like oh, i'm gonna run out of time i don't have time to write that what you got what, what was the song something about he was trying to bring merriment and laughter now I hang from ye old rafter. Uh, <laughs> also, we should, just to set up a later joke, we should point out that his title is the King's Royal Fool. Yep. <laughs> yes. And this is this is not Squidward. It is his ancestor, Squidly. Squidly, um, yeah. Who, in the party, he would be the bard. Yeah. So, Chris Pine. Chris Pine, yeah. You yeah, there Chris you Pine. go. See, I just want to share. I know you don't have as much experience as us cool kids over here. Yeah, it's usually Kevin that's the bard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin? Wait, has Kevin played a bard before? I don't Feel know like if he he's has. played a... He I know have. that he has had a musical instrument before while I was playing with him. Like, <laughs> Maybe so. Then he yeah. would just but he would say something and then bust out a little ukulele solo. Like. That's pretty great. Yeah. No, I, played a, I played a bard for, for Kevin's one shot that you... Well, no, you were there for that. Right? Um, yeah, the one that Kevin ran right after he broke a rib, apparently. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, see, we're about to get stuck, stuck in D&D again. But no, I just played a, a rapping bard 
uh, much like Killer B. Oh, you did. Yeah, Naruto you had to series. rhyme everything. Yeah, I did. That was so hard. You did uh, good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But back back to to ye old SpongeBob. <laughs> so he he sang a song and made a back joke that caused the king to have a stroke. That's not exactly what how the song goes, but I feel like it flowed well, so I'll keep it. But, I think that's uh, what it actually was. Something along the like, I was so bad the king had a major major medical condition. Exactly. Yes. So he gets thrown into the dungeon. So they're in there, and and it's basically at this point that SpongeBob is realizing uh, that this is real. That they are actually in medieval times. Um, and you know, there's a you know, there's a dragon that's attacking Bikini Bottom Shire, uh, attacking everything. This is getting revealed to us through a song, yeah. But it's not really a dragon, it's a jellyfish, it's <laughs> yeah, je- but they call it a dragonfish, yeah. Oh, it's got yeah, a tail um, and, and and spikes again. I didn't write down the entire song, but it destroyed hospitals, schools, retirement homes, and even the old bowling alley. <laughs> Not the bowling alley! <laughs> the horror. Uh, so, as they are realizing that this is now real, um, at this moment, the dungeon master, uh, different different job title. Um, or yeah, I noticed that. I did notice that. <laughs> dungeon master. Oh, I definitely wrote that down in all casts. like, dungeon master. Um, comes to summon and, and retrieve Spongebob and Patrick to have an audience with the king. And Spongebob convinces them to bring Squidly as well, because he's got some, some new jokes to really knock the king dead. So they make their way to the, the king's chambers. And lo and behold, guess who's the king? Ye old Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. With Princess Pearl. They don't even change their names. It's just, it's just... King Krabs and Princess Pearl. Princess Pearl. But the, the villain changed his name, though. Um, yes. Blank Tonamore. Love it. He kind of looked like, um, he was kind of like Sauron from Lord of the Rings with his yes. power. Yeah. See, yeah. Like that was, that was a really good pull because, like, with the lava and everything, like, I like, I like to see, like I say in this episode, pulling from a bunch of different sources. Um, bunch of fantasies, yeah. Bunch of fantasies. But Mr. Krabs, I mean, excuse me, King Krabs is distraught. Thank you. Uh, he is distraught that the dragon is attacking the town because soon there'll be no more citizens to tax. <laughs> it's all about the economy, man. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, how is he going to pay for all the roads and the the teachers if he yeah, doesn't collect his tax? He's, yeah. he's definitely concerned about those very important things. And um, Pearl reminds him to remember his blood pressure because uh, he wouldn't <laughs> want another leech treatment. And the leech is Gary, but or Gary's ancestor. But <laughs> I love the eleventh century medicine. Uh, yeah, he's it's he's basically the king from uh, oh gosh, what's the dragon show? Dragon Tales. Uh, no, not. <laughs> House of Dragons. I'm so glad I couldn't remember it for that one moment. Of House you of the Dragon. Dragon yeah. Tales. American yes. Dragon Jake Long? No. <laughs> that was my first thought. I was like, I don't think that's the correct show. <laughs> American Dragon Jake Long. American Dragon. That's not how the song goes. I'm so sorry. Yeah. 
Oh, man. So SpongeBob, Patrick, and Squidly arrive for their audience. Um, and SpongeBob, thinking this is just Mr. Krabs, greets him as such. Uh, and Mr. King Krabs is offended. How dare you address the, the king in such a way, knave? And I love SpongeBob just going, sorry, just no yeah. care. Just like, hey. I don't think that, I don't know if the joke comes across verbally, but like the visual of his face just scrunching up is very funny. It's, it's a good meme. Sorry. <laughs> the, the level of sass that SpongeBob and Patrick have, just like the nonchalantness of most of their responses, like legitimately had me on the floor yeah. throughout the episode. Is so funny. They, they, and they don't even mean to be sassy. It's just no. perfect sass without them even trying. But. No. So King Krabs is is you know he's he's already agitated, um, and they don't make matters any better because uh, they you know he sees the royal fool is back, and he's like, why is he back? And Squidly's like, oh, I've got a song for you, and begins to sing a song about how. The dragon attack is all the king's fault. <laughs> the king he turns around the, and shakes his butt at him. Just the king is what is the, the king is bad. The king's no good. Hang your kingly head in shame. <laughs> like he, they go in, and then SpongeBob and Patrick are like, "Oh, this is so much fun. Let's jump in." And so now they're all singing it, and the king's blood pressure is now through the roof. And he orders the guards to seize them and take them to the. He said guillotine. He he didn't say it right. He didn't say guillotine. No, he said guillotine with with but, L's. Well, he's also he, like seven hundred years off for that too. Yeah. Well, really? Maybe. Explain. Yeah, guillotine uh, is a uh, that that was an invention in the French Revolution. This just took a weird turn. Um, it was an invention during the French Revolution by Doctor Guillotine, and it was considered <gasps> the most humane way to execute a human being. Wow. Is that accurate? I mean, I wouldn't want to experience it firsthand, but that was the working theory. Yeah, the thing, it's like when you, you know, when Clancy Brown wants to say guillotine, you just, you, you don't correct him, you know, you just. All right, it's Clancy Brown. He he is King Crab, so yeah. never correct him. Yeah. Um, but they they take do a shot of the, the guillotine. Maybe that's why, because it's, it's not a guillotine. It's a guillotine. It's a different invention. Yeah. Oh, and Patrick, SpongeBob wants Patrick to do anything. And Patrick says, oh, I guess there's not anything for me to add at this point. Like, okay. <laughs> That's exactly the sass I'm talking about. It's like, they're just, no, I can't help you on this one, SpongeBob. There's Sorry about nothing. it. There's nothing. And the, the um, example to show for the kids who don't know what a guillotine is and what it's supposed to do, they have a pineapple in the hole, the head slot, that gets its head chopped off. Yeah, that so could be somebody's house. Yeah. It could be in like, you know, how many centuries? Yeah. Like 10 centuries. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they get taken away. And Pearl, seeing what's happening, Princess Pearl, let's, let's get that right. Um, it's like, wait, but father, what about the prophecy? And he's like, what prophecy? Have you forgotten? It's right above you. That's so funny. Like, that's such a trope of like, oh, there's a prophecy. And it's like exactly <laughs> the rest of the story. Just like the pictures are literally of SpongeBob Patrick. It's just so, so funny. Yep. <laughs> they fall from the sky. They come to see the king. They uh, 
are, you know, are then sent off to go vanquish the dragon and save Bikini Bottomshire. So yeah, it's, they are there. They are there to fulfill the prophecy. Um, and so King Krabs takes time to pause and think, hmm, maybe this is it. But there's not much time for thinking because in that moment, the dragon attacks. <gasps> Never expect that to happen. Um, attacks, takes Pearl, just because I guess Plankton Amore is just a jerk. King Krabs tries to fight him off because it's always nice when the king is, is a king not just in his throne, but will will fight for his kingdom. Fights yeah. the dragon, gets knocked out. It is, it, it he's way outclassed. Like it's a CR, like 30 dragon. The king is like barely, hasn't even broke level 10. Not gonna happen. Um, and he gets hit so hard that he goes flying towards the guillotine as SpongeBob is ready to get it locked off. But he is Here's, trying to save SpongeBob at this moment, though, because after he heard about the prophecy, now he does want to save SpongeBob and Patrick from the guillotine. This is true. This is true. The guillotine. The guillotine. Very different. Here's my question, and, and Alex, maybe you have some more uh, deep knowledge here. Um, as a sponge, this has nothing to do with guillotines. Um, as a sponge, if his head gets chopped off, will something grow back? Like his arms, right? They grow back. Will Isn't the rest of it? And it I may be just, it, would, it may have already happened, it may be in the future, but isn't there one with like, where they dress up as a ghost for Halloween and they like cut SpongeBob into like, uh, like a, like a yeah. ghost shape? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's season one. Like, Scaredy okay. pants, yeah. Yeah, so I would assume that if they did in fact lop SpongeBob's head off, like it would, you know, they've already established it in canon. Uh, he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's my brain. <laughs> no. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. Okay. That's good, good to know. Just a flesh wound. Another fantasy reference. Love it. So the, the guillotine has been destroyed as King Krabs comes crashing through. And he, he apologizes for not realizing who these brave heroes are. Um, and it's like, are, you know, are you ready for your perilous journey to save the princess? We're going on a perilous journey. But yes, it's it's the prophecy. <laughs> Where no one has ever escaped alive. Yep. Which was and kind then, of, it reminded me of the SpongeBob movie, you know. That, oh, wait, which one? Yes, yes. The, the, the journey that nobody's ever survived, yeah. Yep. I also, I actually more recently thought about the musical because you made me watch it, you jerk. And now I can't well, stop you listening. liked it. Yeah. I know, but how dare you make me listen to something that I like? And just the the whole Mount Mountain Mount Mount Humongous. I don't remember anymore? It was Mount Wait. Humongous. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and no one's ever come down from that either. So yeah. SpongeBob is he's a hero. Yeah. Um, so they get kicked out. They that well they kick themselves out because that's a part of the prophecy. And Squidly was going to stick around, stick behind to play some music, and the king's like, mm, "Nah, you go join them. They need a bard." <laughs> Yeah, in the movie, it's like uh, Patrick Squidward and I pass. Okay, Patrick <laughs> and I are going to But yeah, this time, Mr. Krabs has more power, so Squidward has to go with him. Squidly has to go with him. Yeah. So they're making their way to the castle. Um, and as they're, as they're walking, they 
realize that they're hungry. Ah, some Krabby Patties. We'll eat those later. Perfect. That's that's a throwaway gag. We won't ever see Krabby Patties again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're not important. Um, and so they realize, well, we're unarmed. We can't take this dragon on barehanded. Yeah. We need some gloves. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's so literal. It's just, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, and they, they decided to stop in by the ye old blacksmith. Yeah. And was anybody else hoping this was Sandy? Because I forgot where Sandy showed up. Well, I didn't think of Sandy at this moment, but Sandy, Sandy comes into play later, but the two are tied together in a very interesting way, I felt like, because he, SpongeBob refers to this man as Iron Man. And then Sandy is referred to by another 2008 superhero movie. Uh, we'll get to that Ooh. later. <laughs> you know, this is even before those movies came out. That's true. Wild. That's probably inspiration. Yeah. Um, so they they go and see the blacksmith who thinks they're they're debt collectors at first. <laughs> <laughs> Getting his rent. <laughs> uh, Alex, that's the kind of stuff you deal with, right? Oh man, unfortunately. <laughs> you need a sword. Yeah. You do. Oh man. Oh man. Well, so until I get the, the blacksmith gets just well, that's later, but he gets stabbed in the chest and just walks it off. <laughs> this is what a flesh would If you get killed, walk it off. Yeah. Love it. So they go and they, they get their equipment. Patrick gets a beautiful helmet that's so different than the one he was already wearing i think uh, i remember that joke in like the commercial that they advertised this episode with is patrick oh boy a new helmet and just puts it right over the helmet that is perfectly identical it's amazing that it fits so perfectly because the physics and the shape i don't know how that happened yeah you it would need to be slightly bigger but it looks exactly the same but yeah um and spongebob gets outfitted with the shiny new armor that makes him like three feet taller just so much really more than Patrick gets. yeah yeah why what they're both a part of the prophecy they're both represented because he's the main character you're right main <laughs> character energy um and then he gets a, a mighty sword that's what was it what i had it here that's anodized dragon skin but it's too heavy Spongebob can't hold it and drops it into the blacksmith's chest. Drops it right into his heart. Yeah. Oh, that's going to make stitches. And the blacksmith just takes it off, gets him, a, gets him a, uh, goes through all the different items. And as far as lightweight weaponry, all he has is his jellyfishing net. Perfect for Spongebob. So yeah. they continue on their way. So they get spied upon by Planktonomore, which is still this that's such a that's such a great Planktonomore. <laughs> yeah, that's an intense name. <laughs> but such a but, puny villain. Yes. And he has like the long wizard beard and the purple robes. Oh, and, and he's, he's standing on a phone book with an E at the end. Yep. yep. Nice little touch. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking at them through a like a scrying orb, which turns out to be uh medieval Karen so no name change there just yeah. Karen crystal ball and, named Karen yeah yep. and he's got he's got Pearl tied up hanging over a cauldron is she over a cauldron yet 
Uh, I don't think she is yet. Maybe I think they, put her, they put her on the cauldron when they get to the roof. I think she's just ah, yes, she's just timed up. So yeah. and then he uh, he prepares to send the dragon to go make demands to the king, um, and the demands are just give up your kingdom and your throne, or your daughter will be placed in a, a uh, what is it, boiling lava. That that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's a good demand. I think. Okay. Yeah, no, totally. That's totally fair. So, SpongeBob Patrick continue. Uh, continue uh, SpongeBob Patrick Squidly um, get very close to the to the castle, the evil castle, and they make it to a, a lava moat and a bridge. When they are stopped by the guard of that bridge, the the feared Dark Knight was not in. A what is it? The fearsome tower. protector. <laughs> she is the hero that what is it that no one wanted but but the hero that we needed. needed yeah yeah that's it yeah no i definitely missed yeah so that. we got iron man and the dark knight in here uh, and um, squidly's song is something along the lines of let me go free and i will give to thee some cheese cheese <laughs> oh these so, rhymes yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so this the Dark Knight draped in shadow. They just you know it's a scary figure, and then she jumps down and turns out to be medieval Sandy. Which this is so much better than what than when I was thinking she was going to be the blacksmith. Yeah, this is a good one, and I like that um, she's because <laughs> she still has her southern accent, but she's talking like a medieval person. She's like, "Reveal thyself." <laughs> <laughs> That took some voice talent right there. Like, how do I sound Texan, but like middle European? Like, how do I do both of those things? Yeah. I don't know if there was a correct answer, but this was pretty close. Yeah. Uh, she nailed it. Um, and so her job is to prevent people from crossing this bridge to get to Planktonomore. Well, SpongeBob's like, well, it's just Sandy. I know what to do. Karate. And then they fight one-on-one -on -one. and it's it's kind of epic like it's a really good fight well she throws him so hard that he gets rearranged like mr potato head he's yeah. got his legs where his arms should be and his arms where his legs should be yep also he there like... was a shot where he's i don't know why the camera upskirted him but uh <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was running did. towards sandy and the camera shows his like underpants underneath <laughs> whitey tighties yeah so they're, they're fighting. Sandy has never seen a fighting style like this before. Uh, by, the, by the hammer of Odin, what is this? Um, and eventually, SpongeBob, who was fighting better than he ever has before. I don't know where this came from. Um, but he fights and he, he defeats the Dark Knight Sandy. Finish me quick. I, I, I've fallen to you. Um, and this is one of my favorites. It was you bested me, Yellow Knight. Strike me quick and true, noble sponge. <laughs> SpongeBob responds, "I don't understand a word you just said." Well, what I noticed was okay. So she, when she dies, kind of she turns into a live action squirrel. Mm -hmm. Which, see, Nickelodeon understood something that Disney hasn't learned yet, which is <laughs> if you if you have some vibrant life-filled animation and you want to make it dull and dead and lifeless turn it from animation to live action uh, <laughs> and then you'll feel bad for it 
So like, we could have avoided. Yeah, we could have avoided the 2019 Lion King if they had just watched this episode. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. But I, I like I like Charles Gambino in it. Cool. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Yeah. <laughs> So she she is passed out. She she goes to zero hit points is in, in unconscious. Um, <laughs> but they uh, use what is it? Spare the dying, which is Patrick just gurgling and spitting into her face. Um, wakes her up and she's then so thankful that they spared her life that she vows to aid them in their quest to stop Plankton more. So she just is just on the other team, just like that. Like, no problem yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, they come up with a plan, and Patrick's like, yeah, yeah, I remember the plan. Of course. Clearly <laughs> does not remember what plan she came up with uh, to uh, to help them out. But yeah. I don't feel like they, did any of them remember it? Uh, SpongeBob no, didn't. Yeah, SpongeBob was in tears. He had no idea what was happening. <laughs> so she she takes them to the castle. There are two guards that are like super tall and have like plankton more uh, branded armor. And she brings them in as, as captives um, and is really playing the role. Like, I need to know what form of torture we need to use on them. We need to pluck every single eyelash from their eyes, taking away every last eyelash wish. Uh, and SpongeBob is not having it. He Wait. is what? You know what? What this reminded me of trying to get he... past, trying to fool some guards in order to let them in, but then people get offended. Uh, Pippin Paxodopacopolis the third, the last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I, what is it? And I'm June Pippin Paps a Lopagus. Pippin Paps the third. The third. Amazing. Anyways, uh, that's just what that reminded me of. Yeah. That's great. So SpongeBob's breaking down into tears. He's he's hysterical. And the Dark Knight is like, great job, SpongeBob, pretending to be a, what is it, ye old baby in diapers has soiled himself um he was like you know oh yeah do you, you think you think we fooled them really good performance check like it was it was spot on she unties spongebob and he says i'll go fulfill the prophecy and free the princess you untie patrick and the royal doofus that's royal fool that doesn't make it any better <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't but the title is i love the line delivery the royal doofus <laughs> and so they're off they're they're sprinting up the the staircase they're going they're going they're going they're going they're getting really tired because it is yeah. a it's a really long staircase they have to this stop is, this joke is in every kung fu panda movie like the, <laughs> the amazing amount of stairs <laughs> i i remember the joke being in the promo yeah that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> so finally, they make it to the top of the tower to to face off against the BBEG, or I guess it would be the LBEG because it's a little bad evil guy. 
Um, they go to sure. You look confused. This is a D and D reference oh, for the uninitiated, D&D. for the nerds out there. Okay, yeah. you are a nerd. You host the SpongeBob podcast. You nerd. That's true. That's true. I like Pearl's excited exclamation of "The prophecy is nigh." I like the word "nigh." That's a good word. That's a really good word. There's some good words, um, but they're all out of breath. And SpongeBob's like, "Should I get a glass of water?" And like Tonamore being a humble uh, and, and gracious guest, our host, uh, sparkling or regular, holds out two water bottles. Uh, what does SpongeBob order? Sparkling? Oh, I forgot, but I know that Plankton says, Psychith! <laughs> it throws <laughs> them out. He just, he just adds F to everything because then like a second later, he goes, bring it on! <laughs> and yeah, SpongeBob is like dude, the most dastardly wizard in all of Bikini Bottom Shire. And so they charge. They fight. And uh, <laughs> much... <laughs> Plankton Much is like, a very easy villain to defeat. You just step yeah. on the man. <laughs> there was there was all this build up, and then they defeat they defeat him in like a round. Mm. Uh, man, it doesn't wouldn't that be something, Alex? That would be just humiliating across the board to have your bad guy <laughs> get defeated in a grand total of seven minutes. Just everybody's yeah. rolling twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, or you're rolling ones. <laughs> we we okay. I will just share quickly. Alex had an encounter for us for this guy for this like death night, like very intimidating. And we were like, oh man, this is gonna be tough. Like he was definitely higher level than us. And we beat this dude in less than two rounds. You pushed him to the ground and used the people's elbow on him. The people's elbow. That <laughs> was literally Devin. It was like, okay, Devin, what do you want to do? I'm gonna use the people's elbow and just <laughs> Hit him like it's 09 raw. All right, cool. I'm gonna quit sharing my screen. I'm, to, I'm playing a I'm playing a four foot tall rabbit person. <laughs> oh, that makes it so much better. Thanks. That was for my pride. Don't worry, you got us back with the next fight because that was crazy. Um, but uh, so they charge in and SpongeBob accidentally steps on him because that's how small he is. And then Plankton tries to use a magic spell. Um unlimited power and it it does nothing tiny tiny magic tiny magic is <laughs> spongebob's just getting tickled and uh that gives the opportunity for squidly patrick and the dark knight to save princess pearl which goes very smoothly no yeah no problem she's there, still right? a whale so when she falls <laughs> after they cut the rope it just destroys the whole building <laughs> yeah. and the building's fine in later shots <laughs> yeah there's multiple other shots where they show the entire roof and there's no hole that's funny they i didn't just really about that they just really wanted to stress that like yeah pearl's a, pearl's a whale yeah it's a magic tower it fixed itself i love that she gets to the bottom she's like i am okay if <laughs> so and i have a i have a squidly song so the the jellyfish yeah. is about to shock squidly and he says there once was a dragon so handsome and smart he let me go free for he had a big heart and then he gets shot everyone <laughs> be at the critic <laughs> so yes the the dragon appears for this final fight because you know it's a final fight you need a dragon um yeah. and this dragon actually does some damage um and is is shocking everybody 
hit Squidward after his song, just, I guess, a failed performance check. It was, the DC was too high. Um, Attack Sandy, she's, she puts up a fight, but not too, not good enough. Um, Patrick's running away. He gets shocked in the butt. Um, and then he's got them cornered. SpongeBob and Patrick are like, you know, what do we do? And then SpongeBob remembers his fabled weapon that he got from the blacksmith, the jellyfishing net, because this is a jellyfish dragon. So SpongeBob leaps forward, slams down with the net, has him captured. And I love that SpongeBob's like, the boys back home will never believe this. All the boys are here. What are, who are the boys? <laughs> but Patrick goes, I'm right here and I don't believe it. That was my thought too. It's like SpongeBob, your your whole entire friend group, they are here. <laughs> you are the boys. You know, yeah, Larry. the real Squidward does not care. Like Squidward's not gonna believe you. Neither is Mr. Krabs. He's gonna tell you to get back to work. Uh, so yeah. this old man Jenkins, maybe will care. You know, Larry the Lobster, uh Mrs. Puff will not care. No, that was a bad example. Sandy won't believe that, that he went back in time because right. science, yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, this magic, I mean, this regular, there's never any magic, I guess, but this regular jellyfish net is not enough to hold him. He breaks free um, and is ready to, to take him out for the, that final shot. Um, and SpongeBob and Patrick are like, well, we, this is, this is it. This is our, it's, it's our last meal. Um, and they remember, oh, we have these Krabby Patties. Let's enjoy one last Krabby Patty before we go. Well, the dragon is very interested. He reaches down, grabs one of the Krabby Patties, eats it, and is loving the mess out of it. And Patrick's and we, like, oh, no, that's terrible. <laughs> the horror, the no, horror. No, it's a good thing, <laughs> Well, it's a good thing. turns out. The dragon is a Krabby Patty fan um, and is is all about it. And SpongeBob's like, well, I'll make you more Krabby Patties if you let us go. And Plankton, Plankton is like, no, finish them. But no, the, the dragon has also changed sides because of SpongeBob and shocks Plankton to ashes. It just goes, curses, you win. You win. I want to try all of you. No, that's <laughs> And so they return home as as heroes. They 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 have won the day and saved the kingdom. There is a parade for them. And uh, Squidly Squidly tells us uh, that only a few of us got badly burned. <laughs> like, oh, that's good. That's good. I love I love that like these little lines from the songs you just you really enjoyed. Yeah. King Krabs, they give us a little origin story for Mr. Krabs selling Krabby Patties. I don't know if uh if we needed like, oh, his his like, you know, 10 centuries ago, his ancestor started selling Krabby Patties. Like that might be <laughs> a little too much origin story. Like <laughs> you might have gone a little too far back there. But, right. Well, this is all just a dream, right? Uh, I don't think so. Try telling that to Squidly. <laughs> so they're 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 celebrating. They're being cheered. Squidly breaks out his ye old clarinet and begins to play. But the the crowd, the townspeople, 
hate it. He's terrible. He has not yet learned how to play this, this instrument with ease. And so I guess this is very accurate to medieval townsfolk. One of the people picks up a rock and hurls it right at Squidly, goes through the clarinet into the back of his throat, knocking him to the ground, which then spooks the seahorses that SpongeBob and Patrick are on. They get bucked off, flying all the way back to present day. And they, they find themselves back in medieval moments after they had their own little medieval moment. Um, the king of queens standing over them like, whoa, are you okay? That was some nasty fall you took. SpongeBob's just like, well, oh, man, that was some crazy dream we just had. Huh, Patrick? Patrick? Try to tell them that to Squidly. <laughs> Patrick sits up and has crushed Squidly beneath him. So maybe it wasn't a dream after all. And that, fair people, ends the episode of Dunces and Dragons. Yay! It's a good episode. So, so. Yes. So oh, I remember now since I'm I'm the, the lead host for this one. Sorry, I'm not, not accustomed to this. I apologize to our listeners at home. Um, particles of Devin and Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what were some of your favorite quotes from this episode? Um, definitely, uh, you untie Pat and the royal doofus. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Um, I, have to, I have to go with uh, when SpongeBob beats Sandy and she's like, you bested me, yellow knight, and whatever. <laughs> I don't understand a single thing you just said. <laughs> Um, I I loved the the exchange of we're time travelers. Uh, help me out, Patrick. Uh, I'm not sure there's anything I can add at this point. Oh, <laughs> so unhelpful, but very honest. Another line that Patrick adds unhelpfully is, uh, "You know, we can't defeat this dragon with our bare hands. Yeah, we <laughs> need some gloves." <laughs> Man, I love it. I love it. Um, Reveal thyself. <laughs> uh, the prophecy is nigh. Uh, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of very like, um, just really phoning in how they're turning it into medieval language. Well, I suppose it's time to rate this this episode. Um, Alex, how many wizard spaces do you give this episode? On a scale of one twenty. Oh, <laughs> yes yes it is a scale of one to 20 yeah. you are absolutely correct i give you a 17 oh wow i like it bam any 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 supporting reasonings behind it it i, I love the sassiness of it um there was there. I mean, they had so many references in it. You know, that you know, called Bikini Bottom Shire. So you got your Tolkien. Um, you've got Plankton's Tower. You know, more Lord of the Rings Tolkien-ish. Um, they've got the Black Knight Monty Python references. Um, I think I'm pretty sure Planktonomore is a reference to like Arthurian legend with like uh, how they've named those like villains. Like they just they did a great job just kind of encompassing like all of like when you think of a medieval stereotype like they did a great job with it um you know it genuinely had me laugh i mean there was jokes that would have flown over my head as a kid when i watched it so i appreciate it now 20 years later so um i enjoy it 
All right. Well, yeah. you have a, a rating system for for our fair Jephthah. I was I almost said maiden, but I was like, nah. I don't, fair maiden. I'll <laughs> give you the same one. So out of out of twenty wizard paces, where are we at? Uh, I, I will give it um, fourteen wizard paces out of twenty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's. Uh, it's a good episode. I think SpongeBob seasons one through three uh, were iconic, but they actually one department that they struggled in was their twenty-two minute specials, um, and I think this is one of the best ones they've had. Um, I think season four had a few good, you know, because there was also have you seen the snail? So there's mm -hmm. a few good ones in there. Um, yeah, but uh, it yeah it's it's uh it basically is like the whole hero's journey. It's like a full like action movie style storyline mm -hmm. compressed into 22 minutes so they really the pacing is good uh yeah it's fun uh every every cartoon has to have like a medieval episode you know and uh yeah um i think this is one of the better ones so yeah i enjoyed it um let's see Devin, uh how many um how many dark nights out of 20 Ooh. is this is this episode of course you give me that rating system going straight from my heart um i'm gonna go um my my mod's not as high as alex's just one below it i'm gonna give this one a 16 on the dice of uh for dark nights um i yeah for all those all those reasons that that alex gave um like i i thought it was I thought it was clever. I thought they did fantasy so well. And Jeff, like, yeah, this was this was a really good 22-minute segment um, that didn't have any fluff. There was like it was paced well. Um, I think that it like it it felt worth the the extra time to sit and watch the episode. I'm like I'm disappointed that it's not as like it's not as referenced as as much as like some other like one season one through three episodes because uh, there's some there's some good stuff in here yeah so I, I very much enjoyed it yeah yeah um, we need more Squidly we need another episode where they they get Squidly back and he he sings some more tunes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there's some musical talent there actually that I yeah. guess didn't get past him. <laughs> no, his, his great, 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 great grandson is cursed, so. <laughs> yes. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, Alex, thank you so much for, for joining the party. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate uh, the invite and um, hope that uh, the D&D references weren't a little bit too hard on this one, but uh, always a good time on Barnacles with... Uh, with good old Depp. Ah, I felt it. I was like, it's going to happen. He's going to do it. <laughs> oh, man. And thank you, Jeff, for being on the, the podcast that, that I'm, I'm the oh, of course. top build of for this episode. Of course. Yeah. When you asked me to be on this podcast with you, I jumped to <laughs> the chance. I... So, and thank y'all for listening. Uh, we will catch you next time. Barnacles with Jep and Devin is a production of Jep and Devin. 
Thank you for listening. We've reviewed all the classic SpongeBob episodes, so feel free to go back and listen to us talk about some of your favorites. If you would like to be on the show or have any other questions for us, you can send us a voice message on Spotify. Also, please follow us, rate, and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And remember, with imagination, you can be anything you want. See you next time. Thank you.